Hello and welcome. You are listening to Fluke Youth Podcast. Fluke Youth is a community of students from 6th through 12th grades from St. Luke United Methodist Church and First United Methodist Church in Ashbury, North Carolina. We believe in doing good for others while growing closer together in our faith and life journey. And we are a judgment-free group that is welcoming to all. Welcome to another episode of Fluke Youth Podcast. This week we are airing during the holiday week of July 4th. So we wanted to bring you a special episode and tell you about some things we've been doing in the youth group this summer. This episode is about a special trip we took on Wednesday, June 30th to the International Civil Rights Museum in Greensboro, North Carolina. This is the site of the very famous sit-in by four North Carolina A&T freshmen who were standing up for their right to equal service. And it happened there in Greensboro at the Woolworths store. So today we're gonna tell you all about what we saw, what we learned, and about a panel of very special guests who are social justice leaders in our community. I have with me today, Miss Holly. Hey, Miss Holly. Hello. Hi. And Pastor Edward. Hey, everyone. They also accompanied the youth on this trip, and they're going to share with you some things that we all learned that day. So, Miss Holly, I'm going to kick it over to you to tell us about the International Civil Rights Museum. Thanks, Kathleen. So, I would like to just start by saying that if you have not had a chance to go to the Civil Rights Museum, you definitely need to take the time to do that. They also have a really amazing video on their website. If you can't physically make it to Greensboro, that is just stuck full of great information on the civil rights movement here in North Carolina and in Greensboro especially. So when you walk into the International Civil Rights Museum and you look to your right, you see this giant poster of the Greensboro Four. These were the four young men who started the sit-in at the Woolworths counter. And they told us several times that these young men were only freshmen at um, North Carolina A&T University. And I think that that makes it so much more incredible because just thinking about how young they were, I mean, a freshman, that's, that's like 18, maybe, maybe 19 to have that much insight, to have that much courage uh, to do something just so amazing that that actually started a whole movement is absolutely incredible. And it just reminds you that even, even young people can make a huge difference in the world. You know, you don't have to be an older person. You don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to know everything to start a movement. I think that's the most important. Um, After, you know, after we looked around at the beginning of, at the front of the museum, we watched um, the video. It's a 60 minute video that was chock 
full of just amazing information. Um, lots of things that I had no idea about. And it also helps because you have that front loaded knowledge before you walk through the museum and you see all the galleries and you see all the historic documents and um, just all, all these really, really great things are in the museum. My favorite part was the Woolworth counter. It looks just like it did in 1960. I mean, it looks like you could just sit down and order a milkshake and just to like be in the room and see where these gentlemen sat and picture everything happening just makes it all all the more real and makes it just really be something that that you're connected to. Yes. And one other thing that struck me um, that we learned in the video uh, was that so this sit-in was on February 1st of 1960. Mm -hmm. And when the college kids, they would take, it went all the way through the rest of the semester and they would take turns and take shifts coming up to the counter and sitting peacefully and doing homework. And um, so two things struck me about this. One, it remained peaceful. No one got hurt in all these months that this was going on. And number two, when all the college kids went home for the summer, high school students from local high schools came and took up the mantle and sat at the counter. And I believe it was mid-July of 1960 when the owner finally desegregated the counter. So, you know, not only did these young men, these young freshmen start this movement and then high schoolers took up the mantle. And that was really powerful for our students to see kids their age, you know, or almost their age doing this powerful stuff. So that was really cool. I agree with that completely. It, it just, it just reiterates the fact that, you know, it doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter anything. You can make a difference today. It doesn't have to be something huge and giant. It can be something as simple as sitting down at a counter and doing your homework. It's just amazing. Absolutely. So we, we watched that very informational video. We walked to the museum. We got to see all of the historic artifacts and items from the era. And, um, and then when we came out, we loaded the bus and we came back to St. Luke. And here we got to have a wonderful lunch from a local restaurant called Magnolia 23. And we also got to meet with some distinguished panelists. I say distinguished because I think they are local heroes for all the wonderful work that they do. They are local social justice advocates right here in our community in Asheboro. Pastor Edward, will you tell us uh, about the panelists who came to be with us? Absolutely. And thank you so much for letting me join tonight to talk about this. Uh, and I also echo what Kathleen and Holly have said. If you have not been to the International Civil Rights Museum in Greensboro at 134 Elm Street, um, please go and check it out and you can check them out uh, online as well. But, but we were blessed to have some great um, panel um, speakers this uh, past week. And they included uh, Miss Deborah Garner, who is a St. Luke member 
and um, our youth coordinator from um, St. Luke. And also she's known, I should say, as the Uber driver, who is always dedicated and so willing to drive our youth and help out in any way that she can. So yay, Miss Deborah. We love Miss Deborah. Deborah. Yes, we do. <laughs> and also Miss um, Vanessa Brooks, um, who um, has been an educator here in our Ashford City Schools for many years and has just um, retired um, as a family engagement facilitator and volunteer coordinator for Aspera City Schools and does so much for this community. And we were blessed that she was able to uh, join us um, this um, past week for to be on our panel. And we appreciate all that uh, Ms. Brooks does for our young people and such a big advocate for all young people around this community. And Mr. Gene Whittle, who is uh, director of Our Daily Bread here in Aspera, which is our local soup kitchen. And um, Mr. Whittle also um, is involved with the Village of Barnabas and also coaches um, in the Aspera City Schools as well, and is very involved in our community and a big um, fighter, you know, for um, social justice here in this um, area. We are also um, fortunate to have um, Reverend Frank Ramos and his wife, Dia. Um, and Pastor um, Frank Ramos is a pastor here in Ashboro at um, Light of Christ, um, UNC, and is formerly um, known as Mission Adonai. And he is an ordained elder in the United Methodist Church. And so uh, this um, team made up um, a wonderful panel of speakers who really encouraged and inspired um, not only myself and I'm sure Kathleen and Holly, but our youth as well. And so we greatly appreciate them coming and sharing what it was like growing up here in this um, community and also how they can um, be a social, you know, and involved in social justice around this community and how they can make an impact uh, around this area as well. Yes. And the panel, they were welcoming of us asking questions and sometimes tough questions that, you know, we, we may not always feel comfortable to ask, but um, they just shared with us a wealth of knowledge and they were warm and welcoming to our students. And, and um, our panel really kept saying how grateful they were to be a part of this conversation and how these conversations need to continue happening and we need to do more of those throughout our community. So um, hopefully we might have started something right here yes. in that will be a positive change for our community. Absolutely. Oh, I hope so. So um, Pastor Edward and Holly, does anyone want to give any final, you know, takeaway moments that you had from our day? Sure. Hearing personal recollections of integration and segregation, segregation from our friends on the panel just made it all so much more real. Um, sometimes I feel that history seems kind of like a story being told, but these friends lived through it and wanted to share it with us. And that is just incredible. The fear that they must have had to integrate a school, to go to an all white school from their black community school, that must have been incredibly scary but their parents wanted it to happen so that they would have an equal 
education so that they could learn and, and become these great adults that they are. That just touched me so much. These, these friends are incredible and wonderful. And I'm so very thankful that they chose to share their experiences with us. And I also echo what Holly has said. Our panel folks just um, amazed me. I think it really inspired our youth as well. And um, I think that um, it might've been Jean, uh, Mr. Jean Whittle, who said, you know, we got to stay prayed up and you got to keep on praying, keep on praying. You know, the fight is not over and there's still so much work to be done, um, not only here in our community, but um, around the world. And um, I think this is just a start of awesome and good things to come. And as we continue these conversations, um, our youth, um, I think, left uh, this past week very encouraged and um, very, um, they can do it. Um, they can do anything um, that they um, want to do if they just set their minds um, on it and trust in God and believe. And uh, I think that uh, this community uh, better be ready for what Fluke Youth is going to do. And I'm looking forward to uh, the continued conversations and not just letting it be taught, but put some action behind uh, what we're saying that we're going to do. And um, I am encouraged uh, after this past week, and I look forward to even bringing more folks um, and community leaders and supporters and social justice activists um, in on this conversation and seeing how we can work together to continue the fight that has been going on um, for so many years. And, you know, we've come a long ways, but I still believe that there is so much more work to be done. And I am encouraged that we have, we're in this together, fighting the good fight. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yes. And as Pastor Edward said, you know, our, our goal as, as youth leaders is to, is to now start to put action behind things that we are learning. And um, so we are, we are beginning that work uh, in July in, in this very month through some local mission work, but we're also going to be engaging in those bridge building conversations. And um, so we are just looking forward to digging in and doing the work. Listeners, we are also going to get to hear some impressions from our youth. So you will hear those clips. And I will also be reading the words of some of our panelists as they reflected on the day as well. One great takeaway from this experience is seeing how hatred really is, you know, shown and taught and seeing how so many people can be so rude just for the color of people's skin. It was eye-opening to hear and talk about other people's experiences and what they're still going through today. My biggest takeaway from going to the Civil Rights Museum and hearing our panel speak is how to combat modern day racism. That is by using prayer and having the courage to speak up and spread God's message of love for all people. One of our panelists, Gene Woodle, reflected on his personal Facebook page after our session. He said, 
honored to be part of a social justice panel earlier today that spoke and answered questions from members of the youth group Fluke from St. Luke and First United Methodist Churches framed around racial injustice. They had really good questions, and I feel like we did a good job answering them. Thanks to Vanessa, Deborah, Frank, and Dea Ramos for being part of the panel. Awesome job by Pastor Edward and the youth leaders for putting this together. Mr. Whittle said he thinks that all of our students have a bright future, and all of our panelists agreed that more conversations like this need to be happening throughout our communities. Pastor Edward and Holly, thank you so much for joining me tonight to talk about our wonderful day of social justice conversation that we had with our Fluke students, and we will see everyone next time at church. All right. Thank you so much. See you soon. Thank you, guys. Bye. That is all we have of our episode today. You've been listening to Fluke Youth Podcast. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time.